0: The only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game. The Trigger Stick Apex, built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots. With our Steady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock-solid clamp, nothing tops the apex. The Trigger Stick Apex, only from Primos. If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call
1: for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt. And nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make
0: the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primo's. Hello everybody, welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I am Dale Lugamill, thank you very much for joining me. Sorry for the absence, uh, a lot going on over here at uh, the world of Full Scale Outdoors. I am currently not in the state of Minnesota, as I am uh, in the middle of a class to get my six-pack license Captain's License, OUPV, U.S. Coast Guard Captain's License. So that is what I'm up to. Uh, It's taken a bunch of my time, so not much for a weekend recap and rant to give you. Uh, And uh, Nick J. was out of town uh, as far as Waterfall Wednesdays are concerned. Uh, I'll try to get those back on track. When I get back into the, the state of Minnesota, I would do some if I had Time while I'm down here, but uh, they don't have a ton of spare time. Eight hours of classes a day and uh, studying afterwards, so focusing pretty heavy on this to get her done. So that's what uh, that's what's new with me. Uh, coming at you right now, your fresh episode. Um, this is this was a really good conversation, um, guy. I've been hanging out with now for a little bit. Uh, some of you might know them. They kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, it was a new sunglass optics company. Uh, well, they have other products too, and I'm pretty sure we talked about they're going to expand into other things. But I would say for right now, once I say the name, you'll, you may or may not know it, but it's, it is Optics Sunglasses. Um, they are amazing sunglasses, by the way. I don't mean to turn this into a commercial, but, uh, Super cool dude. Um, before I sat down to record with him, you know, I just found out, you know, through talking to him on the phone or a correspondence that uh, he was into, he plays in a couple bands. I was like, that's cool. I used to play in a band. So he's like, oh, I should come out and jam sometime. Well, that turned into one time, turned into two times, turned into three times. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun to go there and jam with the band. Uh, so that's pretty cool. His name is Adam Winkleman, and he's with Relevant Life. Uh, it's R L V N T. So Relevant without any vowels. And uh, their glasses are badass. He's badass. And for a full-scale outdoors podcast, first we are bringing you some music. So he's in a part. He's part of a cover band called Loose Gravel, and then he also has an original band. And uh, I think they're going to be working on. Uh, an album here pretty quick I'm recording some music it might be this weekend actually i think so yeah because i was invited and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna be able to make that i'm gonna be uh, somewhere else <laughs> so but uh pretty cool uh like jamming out with loose gravel those those guys are pretty awesome and uh but he but adam plays one of his songs uh one of his originals on this podcast and that's kind of how we end it so but we really get into it we talk um it was a good conversation because, you know, it, it didn't start out as your typical like interview type conversation. It was, uh, we, because we had already known each other for a little bit, we kind of got all like the, you know, icebreakers and niceties out of the way, and we kind of just jumped right in talking about conservation, basically, and uh, turned into a really good conversation. Went about forty five minutes deep before we got to the meat of of uh, who he is and what he's about and his company and, and all that so really good conversation that you guys are gonna dig this one everybody go check out uh relevant on all the social medias check out their website it's rlvnt.life not .com, life. check out their sunglasses i got a pair of them they are amazing they blow costs us out of the water dude uh literally today I was talking to a guy in my class Acostas i'm like here try these on he's like holy shit dude these are yeah i'm like they're legit dude check them out so anyways do that adam will get into it he'll explain it but you're gonna love it here we go this is the full scale outdoors podcast with adam winkleman from relevant oh here we go boys Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. It's gonna be awesome. Cheers, brother! All right, cheers. That's a way to start a podcast right, right there. They don't know because they can't see. But just we're Little out. Knob Creek. Little Knob Creek.
2: Bob Creek Single Barrel Select Bourbon. Did you polish off woodford. that Woodford? Oh, no. I was going to bring that, but I thought we'd do something a little different. Did you see the picture of that Woodford that I... So I I brought that Woodford up to the cabin. Yes. And it was like 10.30 or whatever. Campfire's going on. Kids are playing with their cousins. So my... Um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live, they're our neighbors on this 80-acre piece. It's the only people that live here. And uh, so the cousins or their kids, my kids' cousins are literally the same age. And um, so we go to the cabin and hang out and they hang all the time. But it was like just one of those moments where it was like, this is what it's about, man. This is, what it, this is exactly what it's about. Yeah, we had the campfire going. We just got done catching an enormous amount of fish off the dock. They kept all of them, <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, "Well, these fish are spawning," which were sunfish. They're not spawning sure, yet, not yet, you know. But I was like, oh, they're all full of babies." So I was able to convince them to convince themselves
0: even that these fish needed to be released because uh, I was lazy. I didn't well, want to clean them. But that's a good start, though. It might have been lazy, but I think that's a that's a good thing to start. <laughs> uh to inception like, right, like to get that kind of conservation mind absolutely in yeah. in early you know yeah. i just the the last podcast I just did um yesterday with the uh, boys from dela Bay the conversation kind of turned to that, and uh he asked me my like my opinions on like the new bluegill regulations and you know walleyes and what I'm like you know regulations are great i think there's definitely a time and place for certain regulations but i think what people need to know fishermen need to know is that you don't have to wait mm-hmm. for the law to tell you to do something yeah. you know bass fishermen did it in the 80s with catch and release musky fishermen did it with catch and release they didn't just they didn't wait for the state to tell them to start Selective harvest or no harvest, you know, just straight catch and release. Yeah. Like they took it upon themselves. They they understood the resource. They understood, like, hey, we like bass. We like catching big bass. Mm-hmm. If we stop keeping these, we'll have more bigger bass. You know, and it makes sense. You know, and my um, experience with Minnesota Made Outdoors and and ice fishing with and against some of the best ice fishermen out there, you're catching the biggest fish in the lake. You know. Yeah. And uh, when you're out there pre-fishing and scouting, well, we don't keep any of those fish, yeah. you know. And, and I've kind of adopted my own. Like I, I don't need the state to tell me. Like yeah. I have my own ceiling. Like yeah. eight and a half inch sunfish. Yeah. Anything below that, perfect table yeah. fare. Yeah, that's right. Anything above it, that thing's going back. Yeah. You know, crappies. Yeah. Eleven inch is kind of my ceiling. Yeah. You know, maybe I might cheat and go up to twelve sometimes, mm-hmm. but for sure anything twelve and over. Going, going back, back yeah you know you yeah. just don't you just don't need to put a knife to a 13 incher there's just no reason to no. i mean it, that that fish earned that to make it that long you know
2: well that's right and i think that you know when you think about the conservation component of it which i'm a huge component of not only with fishing but um and we can touch into some of the stuff i do with whitetails and hunting and, and turkeys and just the habitat it it's the resource you know and it's you know, we think of it as a renewable resource, but it's not, I mean, it's not a renewable resource if we don't treat it with the respect that it deserves. And, um, so, you know, you take a, and you take that experience and it's like, man, it's, yeah, you can translate it across the board. Shooting a buck is awesome. Shooting a giant is incredible. I shot a giant this year for, uh, for where we're at right now. It's incredible. And it's like I've been trying to instill that. And I come from a family where, you know, the, the heritage and the family and the bit was, it was meat run, meat run, meat run, right? I mean, we, you know, we have photos of my grandparents and stuff. And and, and, and no ill will, just, you know, maybe ignorant about it or understanding the resource or things have evolved. I mean, just giant sunfish, you know what I mean? Giant wall, the whole bit, right? And it's like, man, you know, you just, it seemed you kind of like an exhaust,
0: resource. an inexhaustible resource back in the day. Yeah, you know, um, there's no reason to really throw shade on our no, no, and it, is, it is a shade like that because yeah, it's yeah, that's right. It's, it's like I said, it's kind of like ignorance, and maybe not even so much ignorance as that. There probably just wasn't as many people. I mean, that's just fact. There wasn't as many people back then. The, so you look at, like, the lenders, you know, Al and Jim. Yeah, and sure. Like, their old pictures from the 70s, stringers full of 5- and 6-pound smallmouth bass. Right. Like, yep. people would lose their minds mm-hmm. today if mm-hmm. somebody posted that picture. You know, mm-hmm. that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's vi- old, grainy-ass videos of them clubbing the shit out of yeah. muskies. You yeah. know, that's just what you did. Yeah. You caught a fish, you kept it. Yeah. There was no such thing as ca- catch that's and right. release. Yeah. it's just what you did. That's right. I mean, you – and I just brought this up in the last podcast. You used to be able to go to the bait shop, and they sold the little tiny billy clubs for knocking fish out. That's right. Oh, I mean, I, you used to be able to buy them. Absolutely. I mean, they were just right there by the bobbers, man. Yeah. Like yeah. that was just a fact of life. That's right. So it's not really faulting them, but like you oh, no, know, once more all. and more people got into that outdoor space and started taking advantage of that resource we started to realize like this isn't an an inexhaustible resource like this is finite like we we can that's exactly right we can harm this like in 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 an irreparable way so um thankfully a lot of sportsmen like i said took it upon themselves you know even i think the lenders are one of the first people to really start preaching you know selective harvest and catch photo release and um you know, an argument can be made that they're one of the most egregious ones back in the seventies. But they, you know, they learned, and and sure. it's like, listen, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. You know, well, it's totally
2: right. And then you combine, um, you know, you talked about the quantity uh, of people that are on the lo- on the waters, and um, you combine that with the r- the tools and the resources and the technologies and the evolution of of that whole thing. That, I mean the you know, the list goes on, the, the jigs that are used today. I mean, some of the stuff we're doing, you know, understanding, trying to really understand how the species is, right? How do they see? For us, it's about vision, right, in, in many ways. So, you know, how does the species see and trying to figure out how you can better illustrate and, and replicate the way a, a jig looks to be compared exactly to what a bait fish is for a particular time in a particular water in a particular the knowledge that we have mm-hmm. and i'm not even touching on the simple stuff like the fact that you got down imaging and side imaging and, <laughs> right. and spot lock well, and the, you know all live the scope the, and everything all, yeah, yeah, all yeah, live yeah, scope yeah, yeah. i mean all the stuff right and, um, mega 360 all the stuff and it's like the ability to be able to harvest these uh these species are just at a rate that has never been Possibly before before and so you take all of that together and it's like all right well you know it's time for us to instill that you know and so we we try to do it um you know i try to do it with you know the little impact that I can have with my family you know and we do that stuff and so we're sending them all back I'm like yeah. they're all they're oh. all uh they're all you know spawning we need to send it yeah, back yeah, yeah. So, then so then they're looking at the fish and they're trying to analyze it you know at uh the at, at the anatomy of it and they're like yeah that one's spawning <laughs> perfect but partly cuz I was lazy
0: too well whatever i mean it's it's <laughs> it's a good reason to be lazy uh it, it's that it, that's why i preach my my thing is more like self control. Like yeah. I don't I don't want to go to the, I don't want legislation to be the the yeah. the thing. I mean I get it sometimes you need that you can't reach everybody and everybody's not gonna be on the same page as mm-hmm. far as like conservation goes. But I think it's super important for us as anglers and hunters and stewards of the land to pass on those ethics, yeah. like. Leave it for our children. Hell, let's be selfish. Forget the kids. Like I want to catch bigger fish. That's right. Like I, I love. I caught a ten and a half inch bluegill this past week on Monday, Memorial Day. Yeah. And it's been a long time since so I held a legit ten and a half, and I forgot just how giant those things yeah. are. Like, holy crap! Well, There's absolutely. no way. There's yeah. no way I would ever put a knife to that fish. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, no. And how
2: much fun was that, right? Oh. It, it's unbelievable. My God. Uh, it, and, that's, and that's exactly right. And so what, when people experience those moments, then I think they understand the tolerance to it. And, but you're, 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 you hit on something I think that's really important is that it's our responsibility uh, to not allow um, government or you know whatever to get into the space of re- regulations and the things that limit it it should be our responsibility to do that and and I see that in many ways in our life not just about fishing but it's about social components and I literally had the uh, this exact conversation because uh, we were on the lake actually on the dock fishing catching these fish with the kids and i got Six or so, and my nephews and nieces and stuff were just hammering them. It was just so much fun. They were just like having the greatest time, teaching them how to take the hook off the fish, doing all the stuff, right? Um, and uh, of course, my wife caught me drinking a Coors Light, so I was I was questioned on really what I was doing. <laughs> I was like I'm teaching,
0: uh, <laughs> drunken teaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A drunk drunken master. <laughs> yeah, That's
2: right. Well, so they so we're there in the bay, and DNR comes up and hit somebody up it clearly something happened he either didn't have i don't know what it was didn't have a license didn't have a didn't have a life jacket didn't have a you know a throw didn't have a a, a fire extinguisher i don't know what it was something something happened that kid was it was you could tell it was kind of a younger kid was able to well i have a person who was like well
1: that, you know,
2: that's the DNR. They're trying to tell us. These fish, apparently they know how to fish. God gave us these fish, and, and it's, you know, they're trying to tell us how to, con- you know, do this and run that. I'm just like, you know, dude, it's our fault. Like, you, there's safety reasons. There's habitat reasons. There's all these reasons, and if we can do it as conservation, if we can do it as, you know, fishermen and women and control that, there's no reason for intervention, right? The only reason we have intervention is because, we don't do a good job of disciplining ourselves. That's right. We don't do a good job of educating our little circle that we can have. And that's and I, our
0: responsibility. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out though that like like I said you can't reach everybody. Everybody's on a different path. You know, that that guy in that boat that, that DNR pulled over or whatever, he that may have been his first time ever operating a craft by himself. We don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean either. maybe he's done it for 30 years cuz and you have a totally a huge a range of everybody that falls in that spectrum. You know, you got these old codgers that like hate the DNR, hate any regulations. I do what I want. They got 155 sunfish in their freezer like they 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 just don't care. Like yeah. they have they have a different mentality. And I also try to understand that too cuz a lot of times they came from a time not of plenty. Right.
2: 100%.
0: You know, they came up from tough times, that's right. so for them to release a potential future meal when they don't know if they're going to have, if they they've lived through times where they didn't know if they're going to have a meal that's, that night, right? right? So you have to keep that in mind. But that's not that excuse doesn't trump everything else. Too, uh, it's a learning moment at that point. You're like, listen, dude, I get it. Yeah. Jed, I get why, yeah. that just sounds like an old it guy's like, name, yeah, old like, yeah. fisherman yeah. that would hoard fish in his freezer, <laughs> Jed. Like, Jed, like, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but and Dad's I understand, but you literally have 125 yeah. sunfish fillets in your freezer. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. only are you grossly over limit, I mean, right. I could call the DNR, but I'm not going to. Yeah, gonna. yeah. Um, Just know, like, you don't have to keep every fish you catch. And it's also those same people that a lot of times will bitch. That you know, side, they're just I just don't catch them like I used to. That's well, right. it's because you yeah, emptied the freezer. freaking lake yeah. out, dude. Yeah.
2: Like, well, you touch on something I think that's also extremely important um, for for me, anyways. And I think it's as um, you know, like minded conservationists, it's also important for us to not get ourselves wrapped around the axle. Uh, now, if somebody's breaking the law completely different right and i can respect and, and i'm following the same space where it's like i'm not gonna call a guy out and i'm gonna call him out on it but i'm not going to you know put the person in peril because of it that said um i also I, now i will release a ten and a half, eleven, 11 you know or whatever i mean that's incredible but i would do that that said um there's also not only the food thing, but it's also that, that experience that someone else has had that they may not have had before, right? And so if they're bringing in, you know, my I think of my sister-in-law who was dating my brother at the time, caught an 18 and an eighth inch crappie. Dude, you should, this is no joke. Got pictures. Of, it's unbelievable. What? Here's, the, here's the craziest thing of this story. What? Tiny lake, right? Oh, Which I won't share, of course. God. Tiny lake. Um, she lives in San Diego. This is all 10 years ago, maybe, right? They're dating. She's traveling up. She used to work for me at the company that I had down in uh, San Diego called Perfect Optics. And so long story short, I meet, they meet my brother and her. They, um, it, you know, enjoy each other's company. She's comes up to visit him and he takes her ice fishing. Her first or second trip ice fishing catches it no joke dude 18 and 8th inch crappie but she pulls it. it out of the water and my, my brother i wasn't there of course but my brother's like i lost my shit i was like this is and she's like what is this is big this is this might be a state right he didn't know he's like this might be a state record this thing is incredible so he has a mount of this like cool like wood thing and there's like a 14 a 15 and a 14 like in us in like a Hit like together, like you know, as a mount.
0: Looks like minnows. He,
2: yeah, he took it off and he puts it in his son's room. And now the 18, he's like, I can't even put it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I can I caught three giants. You know, 14 well, what, and above in one
0: Were they? They must have been fishing out eight-inch holes. They were
2: fishing out eight-inch holes. Yeah. Good yeah. God. Yeah, and and uh, it, it's Dale. It is the. Mo- it, it doesn't look real. It doesn't look real. It's an unbelievable giant, and and so you. <laughs> You know, and I use that as a silly, not a silly example shit so much. My pants. Yeah, but it, but it also is to represent what I always talk about with the, with my hunting party. So I'm a major conservationist on, when it comes to hunting as well, and it's all about we got. You know, my wife and I have been blessed to buy some land, and we've been putting it in. We're working with the uh, NRCS, and we're working with uh, other uh, agencies to put in. Um, What's the, what's
0: the NRCS?
2: Um, the NRCS is a is a uh, local. It's actually local here. It's, or actually, I think it's national. But it's a it's a habitat uh, program. What is it? What What are the? They work with the, the, the water and so uh, National Resource Center. So, uh, I, don't okay, exact, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know the exact. Yeah, I don't know the exact. I haven't heard it. So I haven't. I don't know the exact acronym. But the um, here locally, um, uh, the NRCS has a program that. Pulls in federal funds, pulls in state funds, and it's all part of CRP. It's all part okay. of it's all part of the CRP you know system, wetland restoration and and uh, CRP stuff. And so over the course of the last four or five years, we've taken 200 acres, of which had probably oh um, uh, I suppose it was a one twenty sixty probably 110 acres that was field. Right, that they had stripped this land away just from ag, yeah, and they, yeah, but what it, well, it used to be trees and it, it was kind of lowland and, and and whatever thirty forty years ago they just stripped the trees down and it was ag, and the rest of it was like little swamp areas and whatever. So in the course of the last three years, I've planted, well, I my family and I have planted, we planted twelve thousand five hundred this Jesus year. Jesus Christ, th- this year, and it was ten thousand like two hundred a couple years ago. So we planted like twenty two twenty three thousand twenty five thousand let's call
0: it trees there's no joke so many trees yeah and (laughs) on top of it
2: we've added you know um we're adding two ponds we've added eight acres of grasslands 26 acres acres of food plots and all this stuff so all that to be said is that um i'm deeply rooted into conservation and the the restoration of land and doing the thing right but what's more important to me other than and i do it for lots of reasons but one of them is i want to shoot the, the biggest bucks that i possibly can shoot i want to shoot the biggest turkeys that i possibly can shoot we're going to have duck blinds set up in these ponds and we want to shoot the most ducks and have freaking goose you know uh, jalapeno you know poppers forever you know what i mean um i want to do all that i want to have the experiences on but that's the thing right there is the experience and so i you know And my family knows I pass on bucks. I pass on, I shoot does. I've shot so many does. Um, And, you know, last year I shot a 155. And it was, yeah, it was just an awesome, awesome 10-point, super clean, super awesome. And I was as excited for my uncle who shot a small little eight-pointer because we talk about having the feeling. You know, do you got the feeling? Cause what I what I think as conservation is I think Dale what's really important that we have to be careful when we walk this line, of well I'm gonna I'm gonna i you know CRP I'm pa- I'm putting that that fish back I'm passing on this I'm doing that cause you know is to not create a stodginess or a, a an elevation of sorts that gets rid of the sport of it right that gets rid of the sport and I think that's a dangerous place for people like you and I who are going to pass on a thing. To also not create judgment for somebody who is going to keep it right in the law, right in the law and uh, to maybe educate and to find those moments, but do it super tenderly and do it super smart, because the worst thing that we could do as conservationists is to um create and i always talk about like creating that sort of golf mentality where it's like you know you get this sort of elitist thing and it's all this sort of stuff and i love playing golf so i I pick on my golf friends but it's like that makes one of us yeah but it's like that whole that whole thing and we got to be very careful about that because it's a tender balance between education and doing a thing and also letting people enjoy the resource you know my uncle like Dan- well, I mean, I don't know if he was where I was. When I shot my buck, I threw up in my deer stand. True story. <laughs> so I got video of it. I got to pull it. I'm going to pull it all together. I haven't been able to pull it together yet, but I was screwing around videoing some turkeys and I was doing this and it's a whole long story that we can get into probably or whatever. But then all of a sudden this giant shows up. I, I didn't get my camera aligned the way it, I was just like, whatever, I'm going to shoot this buck. And I shoot the buck, I pull the camera up, and I'm like, I just throw up in the deer stand. It's the most hilarious thing that you've ever seen. So I got the feeling. That's what I'm saying when you get the feeling, you know. And, of course, my uncle didn't throw up, but he had that feeling. And it's like, don't steal that from people. You know, we can't do that either because that's as important as saving that, you know, that genetic a pool of these giants that are out there. It's a tender place that we got to live.
0: Yeah, right. I agree a hundred percent. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. To use that cliche, mm-hmm. you know, it's stuff like this feeds into human nature. It it, it's, it slides into that like social justice slot, social justice warrior slot, or you know, where you start shaming people. Yeah, you know, or your virtue signaling to other fishermen conservationists like you know save that shit for the politics <laughs> like i mean i'd love if that wasn't a part of politics but it is sure. what it is there is an element of human nature it, it feeds into our psyche and yep. you, know, you can elevate yourself without any actual work on your own part by just demonizing somebody else and yep. that's shitty Yeah. and you should and, and i agree it's like i have my ceilings th- yep. and that's why i call it. this my personal like i didn't the the law didn't tell me to do this. That's right. I, I'm, I'm well within my legal rights to keep a full limit of 12-inch crappies if I want to. Yeah. I personally don't want to do it. I personally don't want to do it. Yeah. And then I will then share that, like you said, in a nice way, in an educational yeah. way with other people as to why I do what I do yeah. in hopes that they will follow by example. Like, you know what? That That's makes right. sense. I That's like right. that. But if yep. I go up and, like, here's the thing. If I poke you in the chest, yeah. your natural reaction is to get defensive. That's right. I, nobody has ever been poked in the chest and become a friend. That's right. Nobody has ever been poked in the chest, like, whatever. It's a political argument, it's an environmental argument, it's an argument about music, it's an argument about movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I go, you're a dumbass if you like Brad Pitt mm-hmm. when whatever other actor is the mm-hmm. best, it's like that person's immediately going to go, fuck you. Mm hmm. Like, you're, you're right out of the gate. That's right. Zero common ground. Yep. Close mind, close mind. Yep. That conversation's going nowhere. 100%. You can agree to disagree, but don't poke people in the chest. Yeah. And you might actually gain some ground. You might find some middle ground. You And and keep in mind, you don't have to agree at the end of it. That's right. Everybody That's comes from a different walk of life. Everybody has a different set of experiences. You have to keep that in mind, try to understand where they're coming from, use it as a teaching opportunity. I kind of hate that saying. It's yep. very cliche, but it's yep. also very legit yeah. and, and applicable to this situation. So when if you see somebody that is keeping those 10-inch fish, don't run over there and go, what are you doing, asshole? That's right. Go over there, congratulate them on, yeah. wow, yeah. that is a nice fish, right. dude. That is a nice fish. And yeah. use that to get your foot in the door yeah. to go like, wow, you just don't see those very often anymore. That's right. And that's how you get that that's, conversation going.
2: That's right. And, and you know, there's a couple things that dawn on me um, as you talk through that. And and, and I think uh, one of them yeah, is that I think it's important for us to remember uh, something that's, that's come – to my mind over the course of the last probably 18 months in this uh, weird social, political, uh, it's just a weird place that we live in right now. And, I, and I've been talking with my wife about this a lot. And um, I've come to realize that I think that part of what caused this causes dissension is the reality that there are multiple truths almost always and 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 we have a hard time i think as humans or whatever to uh to understand the fact that there are multiple truths so you come in with an idea and an ideology and a process and a background and whatever it might look like and it becomes your truth and somebody else comes into the same exact situation with the same truth right different but it's the same truth And, you know, it kind of started to dawn on me, you know, with like gun controls and with, you know, all this different stuff. And it's like, man, man, that person has an interesting point, you know, that has an interesting point. That's true. And that's also true. And that's true. And I'm like, huh, maybe that's why none of this works, because that's your truth. And you're like ingraining and putting your heel into that thing. And as you said, you know, not being open minded, you're closed minded to what, is actually another truth and we have to be able to toggle that. And that's a really, um, uh, I think hard thing for a lot of people, but we have to remember that most things, if not all things, maybe other than the, you know, uh, the pathway to, you know, heaven,
0: there's multiple truths. Yeah. You have to keep in mind perspective. And I I like this. It's very simple analogy, but I, I feel it's very poignant if I hold up a quarter in my hand yeah. and the head's towards me and the tail's towards you, right. I say, what is on this quarter? That's right. You say, there's an eagle on that quarter. I'm That's like, right. no, not. there's a picture of I a dead it. president on this quarter. <laughs> That's right. We are both right. <laughs> yeah. And we can argue tooth and nail because we're both right. Like, 100%. no, you dumbass. I'm looking at it right now. It's a dead president. I'm like, no, dude, I'm looking at it. It's an eagle. Yeah. We're both right, a hundred percent. We're both right, yeah. and so that's 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 a coin with only two sides. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you want to add a third party, and the person over here on the sides are uh, like, I don't like, see, I don't see anything. It. I see a bunch of groups. <laughs> that's right. What yeah. are you guys even talking about? Yeah, that's right. So, perspective is very important, and I think in this day and age, and probably in the history of mankind, to be honest, but it seems to be magnified in this day and age of social media, being able right. to espouse your beliefs and set it and forget it and not have any repercussions from it. Mm -hmm. That's a whole deeper conversation. But nobody really is trying to see the other person's perspective. They're waiting, you know, in a debate, they're they're not digesting what the other person is saying. They're not trying to see the other person's perspective. They're waiting for their turn to talk. They're just waiting for them to, like, say, no, you're an idiot and this is why. Yeah. Stop and listen. Like, truly, if that person is talking, listen to what they're saying. Have a, an actual open mind. Yep. You know, a lot of people think they're open-minded, but they're not. Yep. Like, unless you're legit, legitimately listening to that person. Yep. I'm like, okay, I don't really agree what this person is saying. While they're talking, try to think of, like, well, how did they come to that position And then internalize it to yourself. How did I come to my position? Mm -hmm. Like, have a little bit of humility and go, I don't think I'm wrong, but what if I'm wrong? What if I'm not entirely correct? Yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people spend enough time with introspection as to why they believe what they believe. You know, I wasn't in debate. In high school, I kind of regret it. Now that I'm like, God, I think I would have loved the shit out of that. Yeah, I would have loved, I loved it. Same
2: thing, man. I think about it all the time. Like, I'm like, God,
0: I've been killer. Why wasn't I in debate? If you don't spend some time and self-thought and role play with yourself to go, I'm going to try to tear down my argument. Like, what are, what are the counterpoints to my argument? Let me Let me play. Let me step into these shoes. Yep. All that's going to happen if you do that, I shouldn't say all. One of the thing, one of the important things that can happen if you do that, if your argument is on firm, solid ground, is you're going to bolster it. You're going to strengthen it even more. You're going to know where the other people are going to come from. You're going to yep. prepare. When you go into a debate, you're going to be prepared. You already know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Here's the weak part in my, in my theory. Mm-hmm. I know they're coming at it, but I have the answer for it. Yeah. You know, on the service, it looks like it doesn't make sense because of this. Here is this nuance over here that counteracts that. And I just don't think enough people spend time. And I don't want to fault people too too much because there's so many distractions in the modern-day world. You know, our phones and this and that. It's like... Put the phone down for a second, and I'll be the first person to admit, dude, I'm addicted to that phone. Mm-hmm. Like I get five oh. minutes of downtime <laughs> out of the oh. pocket, play yep. a game, check Facebook, whatever it is. Like, That's it. I mean, I'm quick draw McGraw on that thing, and I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> again, I'm the first one to admit it. It's not a, it's not something I'm proud of. Sure, um, but there is time to have some discipline to go. You know what? Not gonna do that. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna sit in silence. Yeah. Hunting, fishing is a yeah. great time to do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I know it's a temptation in the deer stand to just scroll through Facebook, waiting for Bambi to walk by. That's but it, man. If you could just put it down for even five minutes, yeah, to just be alone with your thoughts, you'll be amazed at where your brain goes. A hundred percent
2: agree with all of that, and you know the. But and again, it's again a multiple truth uh, because I can. And I do, I 100% I'm in that camp. And then I'm also like, you know, I think Facebook and Twitter and, and um, Snap and, and Instagram, they get, uh, and, and, and rightfully so, get a lot of heat for, you know, how they've, you know, impacted society in a negative way. But I also am quick to, to say, man, what about the good? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm connected with people, you and I, as examples. Would have never known each other if it wasn't for the tool that's Facebook. Right. I would not have relationships with people that I went to high school with. I would not have uh, uh, the lead guitar player in um, my originals band called 200 Feet Away. Um, name drop. No, I'm just oh, Album, Album's coming oh, out. I was going to save the music <laughs> stuff for the end. Adam. I know, but God I can't. Damn it. Well, we're in the jam room. Right? <laughs> so I'm looking around, and I, and I and, but I think about like my relationship with Lance, all of it. Uh, predicates on social media, all of it, the entire thing. Yeah, our relationship for four years or so was uh, social media, and just you know liking and seeing it. You just kind of ha- you had common ground, and now we're great buddies, and and he supports the songs. I write. It's just so there is all of this good. But like everything, it's moderation, it's, you know, it's understanding all those things. And so, you know, you talked about like how you can go to somebody and say, hey, why are you slaying that 10 and inch, you know, sunfish? You be, you be throwing that back. It's, I think, easier for us to understand your concept around, and I, mine as well, I agree, around having a conversation when it's man to man, woman to woman or whatever, human to human, in person. Boy, I tell you what, I sit back as a keyboard warrior. You know what I'm drinking Knob Creek, <laughs> and I'm hammering <laughs> this dude right now about how he just slayed 10 and a half. He's got a, right. he's got a, a, a limit, 20, 20 sunfish. You know what? What kind of a hypocrite am I? I can't do that. It's my job to do the same thing that I would do in person with somebody as I would do yeah, and, and sure. make sure that you're beating up the person that's beating that person up. No, get rid of that guy. That mm-hmm. that dude did not break any laws. You know what that person had? The time of their lives.
0: You know? Yeah. Let him have it. It's like they're multiple truth. You That's know right. you don't know the backstory. All you have is this front face yeah. thing Laid that you're judging it. Oh yeah. That okay. Maybe super true. Let's say this guy keeps a full limit of all ten and a half inch bluegills. Yeah. Send a ton of people over the edge. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a video of him actually filleting him. It's just like, oh
1: my god,
2: eggs <laughs> <laughs> are you, coming what out. What <laughs> you
0: don't know, that might be the first and only time that person has ever caught or kept any fish ever. Yeah, yet alone What has size. he actually done? To the resource, yeah. His overall impact. Meanwhile, there's you, yeah. Catch and releasing yeah. every weekend for the yeah. past, however old you yeah. are, yeah. Right, and let's be honest, not every release fish lives. That's for you sure. You know, That's so for sure. have a little humility. Yeah. You know, give give the person the benefit of the doubt, That's right. because there are there are people that blatantly, grossly over limit yeah, stop. those yeah. people do exist yeah and but don't knee jerk just jump to that that's reaction it. That's you know right. again going back to like taking a step back using as a teaching yeah. moment and yes. i think the time that you know if you're on a pier or whatever and you see a guy catch a ten and a half when he throws it in his basket don't necessarily just jump to oh i'm gonna teach him to not keep those fish mm-hmm. congratulate him that's a hell of a fish It's a hell of a fish. Yeah. And if you portray that it's a hell of a fish and you admire, like, man, that's great. Yeah. And then you kind of just drop in, like, boy, you don't really see those much anymore. That's right. You know? Yeah. You know, people keeping them. There's so many more people fishing. And then that's going to kind of be a brain worm for that totally. guy. When he's alone and he's putting a knife to that fish and he's eating, is like, and you hope. Maybe yeah. he does, maybe he doesn't, yeah. right? You hope that he, that at some point in time the light bulb goes off for him. He's like, hey, you know, I never really do catch fish like this. Either. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have kept this fish. Yeah. Hey, and next time I'm not, I'm not gonna. Next time I catch a ten and a half, I'm gonna let that thing go. Well,
2: I think that sometimes, um, you know, I've had these conversations with my dad. He, he's been a part of many of those big harvests that him and and my grandfather have had, you know, where they're catching just giants, you know. And I had the same conversation. like, you know, you just don't see fish like that anymore. Yeah, well, it's because you caught them all day. (laughs) You know what I mean? You you turned it into fertilizer, buddy. We can be a little more abrasive with our loved ones. That's absolutely right. We have the freedom
0: to go, Dad, hey, come on, dude.
2: But I think that sometimes, and I'll speak for myself very um, specifically, it took me a little bit of understanding to realize, ah, freaking genetics this isn't about age always it's about genetics
1: hmm interesting it can be about both
2: yeah i know that's right it can be about both right but it also isn't necessarily one or the other mm-hmm. they're they're and i started thinking about it within just human race and i'm like oh duh like my kid is the littlest kid on the baseball team right now right he's the littlest kid why because my wife and I are little kid, <laughs> little people. Right? I am not a big human. right? So so it's like uh, uh, you go, oh, I could be 100. I'm right. not getting bigger. Right, exactly. Right? That's going to be the bit. Yeah.
0: So genetics plays a role. And that's, that's the point I was going to make. It's yeah. like... Some fish will never become a 10.5. That's right. They could be 20. It could be a 25 year but old. But if you bluegill, got a 10.5, guess never what? never became 10.5.
2: That 10.5 has the genetics in its body right. to produce a genetic fish right. to do the some, same.
0: Some fish have that code that, with the right conditions, oh, can become a superfish. Lots of choices. Not every fish that's does. That's right. Absolutely. So when you get that one that cracks that ceiling, and that's kind of where my. Uh, personal limits come in it's like all right this crappie made it to 12 inches he's earned it to reach his full potential
2: so you're on the ice and uh you the rod bends on an 18 and an eighth now what do you do because there's the other side of this right the other side of it where you go man i just harvested or pulled in a fish that not only is super mega right um how long is that fish actually going to live? Because right. that also crosses my yeah, mind. Right. And I go, that sucker's going to
0: die like in about two years. Probably. It should die on my Prob- wall. <laughs> probably not making it to spring. It probably yeah. isn't going to live through the rigors of spawning. You know. Um, right, and I get that. It's like you catch those upper echelon fish, they're probably not going to make it much more. And uh, I wouldn't fault anybody no. for killing that fish and putting it on the wall. Me personally, I'm still letting it go, and I'm going to get a replica. Oof, because yeah. maybe it dies, Maybe this doesn't. year, yeah. well, maybe, it, maybe it becomes a 19. Holy right. shit.
2: Yeah, could you imagine? Yeah. You know, like,
0: yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know what the world record is, but I think it's like 21 inches or something stupid. Like, it's just so absurd to me. But it wouldn't have become 21 if somebody yeah. put it on the wall at 19. So, oh, man, talk about you white You know what tails. I mean? Same, oh, like, totally. With white I'm I'm willing, tails, same I am willing to risk that fish yeah. dying of old age. Like, I don't – and that's me – Personally, yeah. I would not fault anybody yeah. for killing that fish and putting it on the wall. Oh, for
2: sure, and 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 that's the delicate dance that we have to dance. With all of it is that you know, hey, be a conservationist, don't be an asshole. You know, figure out how you can educate, but also celebrate. You know, it's all the stuff, right? And and I think that that is a um, it, it's hard. For a lot of people, and it's that's hard. hard. And that's it's hard okay, because you know? have to look
0: like, at yourself. You have to look in the mirror. Like yeah. if you're if you're berating somebody for breaking some rule of conservation that you have in your head, yeah, are you doing it to better the resource? Or are you doing it to edify yourself? Yeah, yeah. So that you feel better about yourself. So that you feel like I am such a steward of this yeah. watershed. Yeah. Like, yeah. and if that's your Reasoning? You're missing it, man. You're missing the point. Hundred percent.
2: Because what, what, what is also as impactful to the resource is the funds necessary. So if you, if let's say you, you you hammer on some guy or gal or whatever, some kid, and all of a sudden they're like, "Screw it! I'm not even gonna. I'm I'm done. That's you right. know what? The fishing community can kiss my ass. You know. So now all of a sudden." You know, yeah, it's twenty-three bucks or whatever the number is for the license. But you multiply that. What you've just done, you've just depleted the resource. That's right. You've done exactly the thing that you don't want to do, but you did it in a mm-hmm. different way. And we got to find that place. And I think yeah. it's really important that, that now, we do
0: that. And I talked, I talked about this in depth with uh, Patrick Olson from the Lone Angler podcast. Uh, I was on his show recently, and. How you can, like, and he was questioning bullfishing. Like, he has kind of a negative opinion about bullfishing, mm-hmm. and I kind of gave him the other side of it, like yeah. the nuance of it. Mm-hmm. And and we we did find a middle ground towards the end of it, and he's like, well, I got to spend some time and reflection on mm-hmm. this new information that you gave me, and I appreciate this different angle. Uh, what we can afford to do as sportsmen is the level of infighting that we do at times. Yeah. Because there are legit anti-hunters and anti-fisher people out there that don't think you should fish for no. any reason. That's right. Catch or release, doesn't matter. You're you're torturing that fisher. They don't want you to do any of it. Yep. And their numbers are growing more and more and more and more and more. Yep. And, and like it or not, they have a voice at the table. Yeah. And a lot of times their voice is louder. Mm-hmm. Because they actually go out of their way to go to a city council meeting or they do the surveys and they do the things. They email their representatives. Mm -hmm. They're the activists. And if we don't take more of an activist role, they're going to have a louder voice. And guess what's going to happen? Shit's going to get shut down. And don't think it won't because it happens in California. Yeah. I mean, if it happened in California, it can happen here. That's right. Um, So... There just isn't room for that infighting. If somebody is doing something that you don't like, but it is legal, yeah, that's right. Leave them alone. Yeah. Go ahead and maybe feel free to direct message them and have an open-minded conversation. Just like you said, don't yep. go into it thinking you're right and they're wrong. That's right. If you're going into that conversation with that mindset, it's n- nothing good is going to come of it. That's right. Because that person, you're poking them in the chest, mm-hmm. and that if, let's just use bow fishing. If you go into a, a – you see a guy post a picture of a barrel full of carp or whatever, and you go jump into his DMs and immediately you're like, what, what are you doing? He's on the defense right away. 100%. Uh, out of the gate, before any actual words are passed back and forth, close minds on both sides. Yeah. Nothing good is coming at this conversation. Nothing. Yeah. And that person is buying a license every year. That person is – Buying fishing equipment and those tax dollars from that fishing equipment, thanks to the Dingle-Johnson Act, is going back into the resource. Yeah. We cannot afford in this day and age for this infighting. We just we can't afford it. 100%. And we have an interesting opportunity in front of us that I think we have to
2: recognize, and it is the benefit of covid uh, you know, Kobe gets beat up and, and, and some cases it deserves it. In some cases, I don't think it does deserve it. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, I th- I don't know the statistics and you probably do, but I, for some reason, I feel like I found like Minnesota in, in particular was like up 22, 25%, something yeah. ridiculous. I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't, I actually don't know anybody in my circle that doesn't have a license, yet alone there's twenty-five percent. I was like, this is unbelievable. Whether that fact is true or not, I don't know. I know that for sure things are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a boat, you can't but you can't get trolling motors, you can't get anything tackle. N- tackle, you can't I mean. get nothing. So cool. We have this incredible opportunity as sports. Uh, men and women to be able to celebrate the thing that we love and the worst damn thing that we could do is shit on somebody's parade. That's right. Of something that they were able to celebrate. Let's celebrate the thing because let's not forget that the value to the, um you know, to, to the revenue, as you point out, is as important in, in many ways as that 10 inch fish that they just
0: slate yeah that's you know what right I mean? uh and so it's it's good it's important that we do that i was hoping that with the once i started seeing this spike in license sales and and activity hunting and fishing license sales across the board more people taken to the outdoor space that some of our legislature legislators would have like kind of struck when the iron was hot mm-hmm. like this is a great time we have the most support we've had in a long time to kind of constitutionally protect yeah. our hunting and fishing rights. Mm-hmm. This is a great time to introduce this, you know, because some people, again, not to, not to make COVID political one way or the other, but a lot of people took this, was kind of an eye-opening moment for them, like, holy crap. If this society breaks down, I'm yeah. fucked. Yeah. I don't know how to get my yeah. own food. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So people reached out to me. I yeah. know I've heard of other people that yeah. got reached out to you, like, yeah. hey man, would you take me fishing or would you take yeah. me hunting? Or would you take yeah. me foraging? Like I realize I don't know how to survive. If this that's, shit goes sideways, yeah, I weird. am fucked. Yeah. And so you would have this support that you m- may or may not have had before, but they would maybe have not taken the step. You know, to vote one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have it. Now, yeah. now they realize this. These are this middle ground people yeah. that are super important yeah. when when an issue of like protecting our hunting and fishing rights come yeah. up. Like now's the time. I I've, and I haven't seen anything really come on the table, and I'm like, <sighs> we're so. Worried about whether we're wearing a mask or not. Like, there's yeah. bigger fucking problems. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's all right. I, I and and I think because of the the problems, people, um, they don't they don't spend the time on this thing. And so, you know, it goes back to you know, Covey. Stephen Covey talks about circle of influence, circle of control. Well, what what can you and I? What can you do as an individual, to to have an impact on the thing? And I think that it's our responsibility to respectfully you know have these conversations with folks let them celebrate those successes let them understand the things the impacts that they're having with the decisions but let's celebrate the sport you know at the end of the day that's what we have to do is we have to celebrate the sport if you get the feeling get the feeling you know what i mean like that's that right. whole bit right that's that's kind of what we talk about get excited about. get excited do something special um and enjoy the resource uh, that is in front of us and let's not get i don't know i just i get really nervous about and and i'm in that camp because i I, and i'm in the spot like i gotta remind myself like man adam don't beat that guy up like i got a little (laughs) yeah i got a little nephew who uh, i'm telling you dale this guy he's got a he's got a dave gens hand i don't know what the hell the deal is but son of a
0: he can catch fish man
2: (laughs) he can catch people have that gene man it's unbelievable you're on the like why are you catching them and I'm I i do not know what it is. His name is Jack. He's an awesome little kid. He's uh he's the son of the daughter uh, of the gal who caught the eighteen inch, right? Oh, okay. Right? So slays him. Absolutely just slays him. And um I'm always like trying to walk this tender line of like guys, you're gonna fish that lake out. Right. But that kid, you can just try. It. Just try wiping the smile off that kid's <laughs> yeah, face. Right. Just try yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to take that away. Either, yeah, not no. You know? not, and that kid can be fifty. He can be. My dad shot his first turkey at 64 65 years old. Shot his first turkey two years ago, um, on our land. And just try wiping that smile off. Yeah, his no, the, the, you no. Know?
0: There's the kids. Let them be kids. Yeah, you know, or like,
2: the first timers, or the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know yeah, what, what I mean? Yeah. So novices. Yeah, you can be sixty-four. That's age. why I bring up yeah. my dad. Right, sixty-five years old shoots his first turkey. Guess who's hunting every year yeah, now? Who, guess who's buying a license? Guess assignment. who's buying ammo? Yeah. Guess who just bought a new gun cabinet? Right. <laughs> my my dad, you yeah, know, that's who right. taught me and got me into it. And now you're just seeing that thing come together. For so. sure. It's yeah. Wild. Well,
0: We're creeping up on an hour already, and we Jeez. haven't even introduced you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always give an introduction before the podcast yeah. anyways. But, however, I'm with Adam Winkleman from Relevant. Relevant uh what do you is relevant optics relevant sunglasses what it's do what do question. you say? I'm always like what am I it's supposed to say? Oh r- uh,
2: no, we just say relevant you know just I relevant mean, okay relevant yeah dot life dot life yeah, we went through a whole phase we're like okay well dot com was taken by some guy in denmark and dot com was you know whatever you know what i mean and dot net or whatever, and so we're like monkeying around with it you know the the whole thing and it and it's corny, I get it um but it's also it's like cliches. Cliches are cliches because they're true, right? I mean that's what it is. I mean that's just the bit, right? Um, and relevant life. It's it's part of what we really strive to try to accomplish uh, for folks is for them to be able to enjoy uh, life, mm-hmm. right? Just oh, I think better. It's very fitting, you know. I think it's uh, cool. And as as sort of like corny as that may be, it is really a fabric by which we operate by, and and what we've What we've done is we've tried to um, take uh, and tie what we tend to understand professionally into the things that we enjoy personally, right? And so we take and say, well, we we know optics in this particular example and how we've entered into the market is with optics because collectively we've got you know, Norman just my partner and I have got fifty five years of collective optical experience. Um twenty two and he's thirty, whatever the number is, and it's like, Wow, why wouldn't we take what we know and we go, Well, we can make that and then that. holy cow, we could do something special and tie it into what we love to do, which is chase largemouths, chase smallmouths, shoot big bucks, the target. I mean just be outdoors, right? And then it's like, All right, well, but I don't think that's our our end game. I think our end game is really to be an outdoor brand, uh, you know, to look at things and say, talk to folks and say, tell me about, well, wow, how could we make that better? How could we do this? We're coming up with a bait box. You know, it drives me nuts that we've got to open up a bait box with a screw, get rid of the lid. I got to figure out what to freaking do with the lid. And lid's all over the place. I just want to fish. And then if you don't even have that, you got like the top and it's flying across the water. Single-handed bait box where I can just get. So how can we do those things? How can we figure out how we kayak fish better? How can we figure out how we do things in a more relevant way so that people can do the thing they love, which is to get outdoors and do the thing. And and we talk about and I coined the term "abandon everything," you know, and to say, man, uh the the smallmouth spawn is on, the whitetail rut is on. Turkeys are in, you know, whatever the thing is for you. How can we? And you're going to abandon everything. You're 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 scheduling your your mm-hmm. your, your vacation. You got kid care taken care <laughs> right, of. Right, yeah. Sorry, honey, I'm out. I'm you know, out. whatever that might be. And pre rot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my gosh, it is Halloween, baby. I'm go. I can't wait till my kids are old enough. They don't want to go Halloween.
1: <laughs> Man, that's like one of my
2: favorite days ever. And I'm sitting there walking around with a bag full of that's candy. Right. Which I use to eat at the deer stand later. But how can we, how can we get that person to abandon everything and enjoy that moment better? However, it's not just that. It's the banker. It's the plumber. It's the teacher. It's the, it's the all the all the, the other community that gets two three weekends of their entire life, or excuse me, their entire year to go out and do something. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. Right. You don't know what the condition going to be. You know what they want to do? They want to abandon everything. I don't want my phone with me. I don't want to do the thing. I want to abandon everything and be with my family. I'm going to abandon everything and do the thing. Well, how can we take what we know and understand and then help somebody to enjoy those moments in a way that they might not have been able to do it in the past? How can we do that? So we do it in a couple different ways. We do it by, by having a pillar in science and a pillar in a community. And we say, if we can... Number one, tap into the science and stuff. So, like, we've got a product uh, out there that's our concealment coating, which is for hunting and doing these sorts of things. And it's pushing a rock up a hill because nobody has ever used optical lenses to hunt, right? This is not a thing that people do. Um, But we're saying, here's how the turkey sees. Here's how the waterfowl sees. Here's how whitetail sees. Here's how the thing sees, much like the way scent control was done back mm-hmm. you 10-15 know, years ago and we're using science to uh, illustrate and pull that whole thing together, this isn't some bullshit thing that we come up with in some marketing ploy no, it's, we're talking to LSU we're talking to University of Georgia, we're talking to uh, Michigan State, we're talking to Pennsylvania and saying, tell me about how the whitetail sees oh, okay, that's different, I didn't see that coming, that's not actually what we were thinking, that ain't gonna be a thing, but this is a thing tell me about turkey see, tell me wh- whatever the bit might be and using science to drive forward our thing. Then we say, Great, science, you can have the most amazing thing, but if nobody knows about it, then who cares, right? So we connect to the community, and everything we do from the naming of our products, like Chameleon, which is a lens, uh, it, the, the community named. We call the community the outdoor community. Uh, they named. All of our frame styles have been named by the community. All of everything that we've done, our logo was voted by the community. Right, so if we can connect to that, and I always tell the team, if we can take science, connect to the community, one that plus this, in one way or the other, will equal emotion. And if we can tap into the emotion, we have a chance—just a punter's (laughs) chance—at at at getting somewhere, right? Because you no longer have a flare of marketing, and there's enough substance, and you don't have just substance with no flare. So maybe there's a chance. So we talk a lot about those sorts of things, and. And um, we really, really want to uh, just do what we can to help people to enjoy. And as as corny as it is, it's really as pure as it is. Just enjoy life better.
0: Well, I think you're you're definitely doing something right. I mean, the first time I heard of Relevant was when you guys came on as a, a new sponsor at the tail end of our Minnesota Maid season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is Relevant. Never, mm-hmm. never even heard of them. And so I started looking into it, and I was like, oh, all right, some really kick-ass optics here, yeah, some yeah. sunglasses. This is cool. And the more I dug into it, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to buy – I'm going to have to see what these are all about. Yeah, yeah. And uh so bought a set, and I got the, the green chameleon yeah. lenses like you just said. Yeah. And I mean from the fir- – and I don't mean for this to come off as like a, a relevant commercial. This no. is an honest opinion of mine, like the moment – I put them on, like, my eyes almost had to adjust to them yeah. the very first time. I was yeah. like, I have never put on a pair of sunglasses that are this clear. Yeah. This, like, I'm inside my house, and they're sunglasses, and I can still see mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. And, like, immediately went to, God, these are going to be amazing at low light. Yeah. Like, early morning or yeah. overcast days. Yeah. And then that chameleon aspect of it, I mean, you can speak to the actual yeah. science behind it, sure. but, like, they change yeah. as the light level changes. Yeah. And I was like, this is brilliant. How has yeah. it taking this long for a sunglass company to take this technology and run with it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, like, blown away, and I just, like, God, I can't wait. And it was, a, it was quite a while before I was actually able to use them. In the field, yeah, right. And I was jonesing for it. I'm like, <laughs> I want to try these things, like, and legit, like, and yeah. man, I love them. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I've had Oakleys, I've had, you know, uh, multiple brands. You know, my brother, he he likes Costas, Costas, or however yeah. you say it. Yeah. And so you know, I've put his on, and but I've never had an experience like I had when I put your guys's, yeah, I appreciate uh, that, man. Glasses on, like they they are. I mean they're a different deal. And then I you know, and then I find out like you're homegrown, like yeah. it's Minnesota made. This yeah, is I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. All right. Well this yeah. is a this is Yeah. Well, this yeah. Deal's over. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean I mean this yeah. is like I'll yeah. never buy another yeah. set of glasses for anybody yeah, oh, else man. ever. Like I appreciate this is that. yeah. That's big for me, you yeah. know. Um yeah. I don't know who the owner of Oakley is. I don't yeah. know who the owner of Coast is, yeah. you know, when I'm sitting here drinking some yeah. brown water with right. Adam Winkleman from that's Relevant. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. To me, anyways, I mean that's super important. Yeah, you
2: know? I, and I, man, thank you for that. It because it touches on those things, and I hammer every single day. We have meetings every day, uh, except for Friday, because Friday is like Sunday. You shouldn't have meetings on Fridays. You, you shouldn't, shouldn't have, have meetings, meetings on, on Sundays.
0: On I really respect that. Yeah. So <laughs> Monday through Thursday,
2: we have meetings, uh, and we have an hour-long meeting. We have a, a, a process we use, but. In every meeting, it's about how do we touch on science? How do we touch on community? Because that is our equation to emotion just just laid out. Um, and we're really, really proud. I mean, you know, sometimes I got to step back and go, because I, I think like you do too, and I go, why in the heck didn't anybody ever do this before? You know, because some of what we're doing isn't necessarily new. However, there is some magic dust. There is some things that no one was able to uncover. So what we were like, what we were able to do, because my partner is a thin film coating specialist. He's probably Norm Kester's his name. You can look him up. Uh, he's probably, if not the most renowned, he's top five renowned thin coating specialist in the world. And so he, him and his company, Quantum Innovations, have. Um, Figured out many ways to use thin film coatings, which is uh, the way we use them in optics is for anti reflective coatings, which is uh, to say that we take the index of a lens and we allow, uh, we put a coating over the top of it to allow superior heart, uh, scratch resistance and uh, light to pass through. Right. And then we use it also for mirror coats. So if you layer certain things, you create these mirror coats. So it is um, uh, an unbelievable company and he just really understands it. And I remember it was an April day uh, two years ago and we had already um, sent in for patents on our concealment coating product, which is this ability to be able to create concealment. So any optical surface will reflect UV, which is important to understand because UV manifests itself white in a um in the uv spectrum when it's reflected and uh if you're a turkey or a waterfall in particular they use ultraviolet light to survive and the reflection or the inconsistency of reflection inside of an environment creates all kinds of uh weirdness for them they'll use it for for predation they use it to, to find urine like that's how they identify predation to find forage to find mating opportunities. All this stuff, the way the UV reflects off of a mature bird, turkey and waterfall is different than an immature bird. So they reflect. Uh, I mean, they uh, uh, reproduce based on on that information. So we did all this stuff, and we it's it's unbelievable stuff. And I was like, man, if we could just do this with uh, like a mirror coat so we could tap into this giant market that is fishing. Because we're pushing a boulder up. We're trying to educate every day about how turkeys see. Just like people used to do, how whitetails smell. Mm -hmm. We're doing the same thing with how turkeys see and how waterfowl see. And I tip tip my hat to the NWTF because the National Wild Turkey Federation got wind of what we were doing. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, you need to come over here because (laughs) what you're doing is pretty special and pretty cool. And we want to be a part of it for that. But I was like, if we could do this for fishing? Because what ended up happening and what no one's able to figure out is how to be able to get a full reflective mirror to allow photochromicity to happen, which is the ability for a photo light to change a lens. And we figured it out, and we're like, all right, snap. This is what it's going to (laughs) be. This is what it's going to be because now you change the way people – can use their right. optical yeah. product, right? And you talked about... And that's, that's a part of it. There's way more to it than just that because it's the lens material that we use. It's uh, the colors that we use very specifically. So we have our Freshwater Series... Um, which is quite different than what you you'd maybe use in a, um, a sight fishing uh, environment for let's say um, big big water fishing you know and uh, oceans and things like this because it's just different. So if you're in the Midwest it's, it's like you want to have you want to have nanometers of green nanometers of, of red nanometers of uh, blue t- in order to enhance the other color that you're trying to see uh, which might be a weed line it might be a, a suspended, tree it might be rocks we got people up in canada that wear our product because you know what they want to do as guides these are these are guides that are up there i see every freaking rock that they possibly can as they're navigating through these thin waters so they don't crush their their boats (laughs) so um so yeah we're, we're doing that and it's it's been really um it's been really rewarding uh and i mean it's a grind man i mean i put in a lot of hours and I would say daily, damn near, I get messages, private messages or whatever, and people are like, "I caught this fish right here because of your stuff," and I yeah. never caught it. I I couldn't even see the fish with my other glasses. Right. You know, we get Costa converts and Oakley converts all the time. Well, a
0: few things like, and I, and I tagged you guys. Uh, that's kind of if, if I'm if I take a picture on in Instagram, whatever mm-hmm. equipment I'm using or wearing, mm-hmm. whatever fits in the picture, I, I like to tag mm-hmm. those companies and give credit where credit is due. I've been tagging you guys. A crap ton because well i've always had my yeah, glasses on that, but yeah. it's been especially this time of year when stuff is kind of in the shallow water like that site is super important this lake i was fishing on on monday is like the clarity was amazing i I can't believe it how far down i could see i could see down about 12 feet yeah um before i'd lose my little tiny jig i was using you know but there were some fish even in the shallows what well, the weird thing was is that the way the fish would kind of chameleon. Yeah. Like. Yeah. For sure. I'd be looking, and also I'm like, oh shit! There's a crappie right there. It wasn't black. Like he had, it had kind of changed its colors because the water was so yep. clear. Yep. They were lighter colored and shallow yep. to to blend in. Yep. Even right. the bluegills. I'm like, all of a sudden, I see one bluegill, and then I see. 345. I'm like, "Oh shit, there's a whole fucking school there." I didn't yeah. I didn't catch those right away. Yeah. And I really don't think I would have saw those with, yeah. you know, yeah. cheap ass, yeah, $12 pair of of gas no. station polarized glass, you know, lenses. Yeah, and whatever. not
2: only that. I mean, look, so my history, my background is in is in making lenses. I I have and I'm going to pick on Costa. That's why I'm prefacing a bit because <laughs> I have um nothing but respect for Costa. Uh Ray and what he did in the 80s and what he did and how he did it. We're I'm stealing from the blueprint. I'm I, I mean, I'll tell you right now, much of what we're doing is stealing from the blueprint that worked. Now, they've lost their way a little bit in my opinion. Just I've I've how, heard that from other how they people. Do it. Uh, in my humble, M I I M H O, am H O in my H- humble H- opinion, I am H O. Uh, <laughs> you know, they've lost their way a little bit, which is, which is completely candidly, uh, is sad because I did an enormous amount of work for these, this company. We built their RX program, uh, back in 2009 through 2011. And then they sold to Essilor and then they, eventually that got bought by Lexotica and whatever. But, but nothing but respect for what they do. And I hear, What I find interesting, and you're you're absolutely right, you're never going to compare it to what the gas station stuff is, but I will tell you, I would put our stuff up against the Costas and the Oakleys and the Smiths because how many times I hear people say, "Um, man, I was up frogging, and, uh, and this fish could come up out of the lilies, and it's like, didn't hammer it. What the flip? So I flip back out there and do the thing. Comes up, doesn't do it. Huh. So I take a Texas rig throw it a you know texas week let her drop inside there and whack the entire day just slayed fish because of that technique that i saw happen unbelievable because of your glasses here's where it gets really interesting i put on my costas couldn't even see th- that spot on the lily pad so it's this whole idea sure. of being like it's not just it, it just changes the the entire scope for by people can actually enjoy that moment mm-hmm. you know for for themselves and it's been, I don't know, I get on a soapbox. But it's yeah, been no, there
0: is, and there's a couple things that I want to bring up. One, like this spring, is I, I guide for snow goose hunts. Oh, sweet. And, uh, I mean, it's every day. I mean, I literally, I guide. Like, once it hits in South Dakota, like, I am in the field every single day. When I love it. I'm not complaining. Like, yeah. I, I love it. And uh, when I was kind of watching you guys' social media and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, you got this lotion that you put yeah, in your face yeah, is sure supposed to block like UV, screen, yeah. and then you got this, you know, non-reflective like hunting glasses. And yeah. I'm thinking, what? The, I gotta wonder, like, what these snow geese? You know, because snow geese are like, famous for, you know, being yeah. dicks, like yeah. and, not <laughs> and you know, and I'm like, God. If you think about it, you've got eight to ten people out in this field yeah. and they're all laying on their backs or whatever mm-hmm. looking up at the sun, and if that UV is bouncing off their face, like, these geese see that from a mile away. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I need to, like, try this shit out. Like, I need to get some of the, you know, that I wasn't able to do it this spring. Sure. Well, hopefully next year I can kind of test out those stuff and, and see in a real-life situation if that works. And so the other thing I wanted to bring up was that, Outdoors-wise, I'm all over the map. Like, yeah. I, like my yeah. brother lives in South Carolina. I get like down yeah. there as That's much awesome. as I can to do some saltwater fishing okay. when I can. I love cool. it. Like yeah. I love saltwater fishing. Absolutely love it. Yeah. So, do you have a lens that is that would work for uh, blue water?
2: Yeah. So, the what I would tell you is that the products that we have work really great, especially shallow. It's the deep stuff where you're like, you know, you're out there and you're just doing the thing.
0: i and my stuff is more inshore. Like yeah. I don't do in a ton shore, of big water inshore I don't, stuff. I, don't do I would much think. Big in, shore I, here's the
2: way I would translate it. And, and I experienced this. I was in uh, Texas chasing redfish. We were just talking about it earlier today. Um, and what we experienced is that the the experience for inshore fishing, uh, saltwater fishing, is l- virtually the same as it is for freshwater fishing. Yeah. Um, it's when you get into deep waters where you start to wonder like what I'm really trying to do in deep, deep water, I'm not sight fishing. I'm not doing those things. Right, it's right, about, yeah. you know, just eye protection and, and it's sure. about, you know, taking the natural colors and breaking them down. And, you know, our chameleon lens will work really well for that, but we have a gray product. We have a gray lens. That's probably going to give you even a little bit more protection in that particular, and not even protection, but just like comfort in that particular uh, environment. Uh, so I would, Absolutely push forward to that. But if it's in line, in-shore fishing, and this has been my personal experience, and we've got a number of people that have caught uh, and have had this very similar experience in, in-shore, is that it's a lot like freshwater sight fishing. So yeah, I, I, can, wouldn't change, I wouldn't change Especially in, like, thing. South
0: Carolina because the, the when you're in-shore, the water's not – I mean, it depends on the day, but the water's not terribly like Crystal Clear. There's a lot of yep. rivers and stuff coming in and yep. the tides moving yep. back and forth. Yep. It's actually fairly – it can be fairly murky so yeah. uh, i do feel like i wouldn't really change my no. i would just wear the glasses i'm wearing now for that but if the weather's right and we can run out to the 60 which is a, a reef yeah. or an artificial yeah. reef yeah that that's out in a little you know not like the blue blue water of yeah. you know 1500 feet deep but yeah. it's yeah you know it's it's relatively that that definitely is cleaner water out yeah. there um I was just wondering if, like, maybe a, a blue lens or something is what you'd recommend. Yeah, there. I
2: absolutely would. I mean, and you see that. I mean, one of the coast's po- most popular colors is blue, you know. And and the reason for that is because it reflects the blue, so you, you, you know, you're getting rid of some of that in mm-hmm. your eyes. so You can see it. So and our blue is pretty dope, actually. Uh, so I would, yeah, for sure, uh, do that. Um, so, but the question you got to figure out is like, you know. How many times do I do that thing? Yeah, well, it's not very often, you know, but, yeah. but I would like but to blue, maximize blue, it. Yeah, for sure. And, and blue in fresh and open water is awesome to be able to enhance browns and, you know, all the other colors that you would, that you would get. You know, it's kind of in that – same. It's, it's farther down the spectrum than green. So, you know, I mean, look, it's all about science of light. So if we reflect red, you're tuning down red. You're not getting as much red to your eye. Right when you do that, you're going to enhance greens, you're going to enhance these other colors, right, that are on the other side of the spectrum. Well, if we reflect blue, there's less blue, you still have blue, you're not eliminating Mm -hmm. blue, right, but you're tuning it down, and by tuning it down, you're increasing. The greens and sure. the other colors that are uh, on the other side, the browns.
0: So, so well. now, now my brain is going to a whole different level. So <laughs> the lake I love to fish in northern Minnesota is Pelican Lake in northern Minnesota. Everybody mm-hmm. on this podcast heard me say it ad nauseum. But so the the water color in that lake, while clean, is um, tannic. So it's mm-hmm. got that brown tint to it. What color lens would you on? Like the the green
2: millions i got now yeah so you you want to uh enhance the the greens and stuff so i'd probably go with like a red to be honest with you okay yeah yeah because what you want to do is you want to get as much you other take out color that than brown. browns that's out of That's right. There. you want to take it oh, out of there. Okay. And you want to enhance okay, that own like fucking six different pairs of That's what I'm trying now. to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is exactly. I'm just uh, best broker sales broker picture. By the yeah, exactly. No, yeah. but that's but that's what it is. And but that is literally what you you want to try to do is think about it with if I reflect something I limit that color to enter my eye. That makes sense. And in some cases, I is want that, that to be the case because yeah. then I'm enhancing another one, right? So I limit the brown that's available to my eye. I enhance a different color. I guess color. the
0: only way to do it, and this works good for you, is to go up there with what the colors you have yeah. and like literally like put them on. Like look at look at a rock reef for and sure. like, I know what it looks like. Yep. Put the green ones on. Yep. Look at it. Let my eyes adjust. Put the blue ones on. It is a little bit of cleaning the palette. You got it. You got to do and that. the
2: palette cleansing, right? So there is a bit of that adjustment stuff that you got to process. But, you know, and and let's also remember too, because I w- sometimes, you know, and um, it, it, just pure candidness. It's like you're at the point of where we're we where, where we're talking about reflection for enhancement science is lock solid it is a hundred percent truth if we can reflect something you're going to enhance something that's just the way it is but what i'll tell you is that the magic the major part of the magic trick is in the chameleon lens itself and and it's in the ability for so that what the chameleon does is it it look we see based on the amount of light that enters our eye that's that's how we see so our pupils, like when you think about being dilated, they want to see in the back of your eye. They want to see as much as they mm-hmm. possibly – so your pupils are as big as they possibly can be, right? So when you go outside after you've been dilated, it isn't – you're given glasses. Like you're given like right, a, yeah. like a pair of glasses. Right, yeah. It's too much light coming in. Yeah, it's too much light, and they give you this thing that you get up, you know, whatever. And so what we're doing with the chameleon is when you allow more light into your eye, you open up that pupil, Right. Your pupil opens up, and that creates this um, opportunity for you to be able to see clearer and sharper, and all these other these other things in low light conditions. And then, as it changes, it gets darker, um, and the pupil will start to shrink a little bit, and it's going to, you know, it's going to create comfort that way, as well. But it's all done in the brown scale. So now you start with this olive green color, and you get this really incredible low light stuff. And then it goes through amber, and then through copper, and then into a bright, into a brown. And when you are working in the brown scale, there's no surprise that elite it fisher- take anybody who's ever fished and wanted to sight fish, what color lens do they use? Brown, amber, copper. It's any one of those colors, mm-hmm. right? So it's always one of those colors. And so the chameleon lens being able to give the fisherman the opportunity to be able to navigate pupil size, allowing light to enter the eye based on a color contrast that's in the brown scale from a full brown polarized down through all the way into what is actually an olive green kind of color is where the real heavy lifting is done. And then what we do is we say, hey, if you want to enhance greens for finding weed lines, you're, you're going to see weed lines with any one of our mirror coats. You're going to see them. You're going to enhance it by putting a red on because you're going to reflect that red you're going to enhance that green because you're reflecting that red out right you're pulling that red out uh on and on now if i reflect green well i'm limiting my ability for green to enter my eye so i'm not going to see weed lines quite as well as i would otherwise right so we but that's all enhancement i'm not eliminating greens we're not getting rid of it the real magic is in the chameleon lens in so many ways and that does all the heavy lifting and so it's 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 um, good for Chameleon to get the credit it deserves for the heavy lifting it's done, and that's what's given us our attention. Like we're in Saint Cloud Shields, we're at Westry's here in Saint Cloud. We're hoping to expand on our our retail presence as well, and Chameleon is the product everybody wants. Yeah, well, that's what they want.
0: You're blowing up, like from yeah. from not hearing of you yeah. in what February yeah. to here we are in yeah. June and you're doing something right it's been humbling man i think the product speaks for itself i mean people wouldn't be uh, latching on to it if it wasn't legit so yeah Yeah, it's been i love it thank you absolutely love it i
2: appreciate i appreciate you uh uh not only as a consumer and just all the feedback that we get but then you know saying hey would you come and just talk about i want to get to know you i want people to get to know you and to get to know you know uh the company in that direction and uh, I really,
0: I just, man, I tip my hat. Yeah, I appreciate, well, I think, appreciate it, I think that. it's huge. Uh, I'm sure it is this way in a lot of places, but I know in the upper Midwest and Minnesota, very specifically, like we're very local, we're, mm. we're very tribal in that aspect. Um, to make a, a broadcast analogy, I remember when, um, Howard Stern tried to break into this radio market yeah. and he only lasted a few months. Yeah. Because it didn't Bernard? matter. Was it Bernard? Yeah, Bernard, like, yeah. crushed him. Because it yeah. And it wasn't so much that, like, Bernard was better than Howard or Howard was better than Bernard. It's like, Howard Stern, because he was national, couldn't yeah. talk yeah. about Minnesota issues. Yeah, yeah. And we don't give a fuck about no. what's going on in California. Yeah. Yeah. We want to know what's going on in Minnesota. Right. Like, we're very local. Like, yeah. the Minnesotans are yeah. very local. I yeah. think I'm sure Wisconsinites are oh, that sure. way. Dakota people. That, so, yeah. that's why I kind of like group it in the upper Midwest. We're a very yeah. small town yeah. uh, for as big towns you can live in. We, we still kind of have that small town mentality. We want to know local stuff. Yeah. And that's why it's important to get to know you yeah. and get to know your company as. Part of the community in the upper Midwest in Minnesota. The fact that I'm here, you know, face to face with you in in, in this great sun glass, sunglass optics I mean more, I mean and more yeah. company. You yeah. guys are expanding yeah, to different gonna, things. Yeah. Um that's gonna that's gonna be huge for a lot of people in Minnesota. That that's definitely gonna tip the scales. And again, it's like who do you who'd you if you're gonna spend good money on quality optics? Who do you want to get your money to? Yeah, these bigger names yeah. that these faceless, nameless, yeah. Yeah. bigger brand names. Yeah, why? Yeah, you know, buy from Adam, buy from Elevate. He's uh, gonna uh, give you a handwritten note. Yeah, <laughs> I I that's pretty cool. Like, I, I got the note. I was like, that's cool. Like, yeah. that goes a long
2: way. I mean, I, it really does. I will, man. I appreciate that. You know, it's. I just had this conversation because one of the things that we got to figure out is how as we scale. So, number one, uh, one. Of th- thank you. For all of that, uh, I am so. I was just talking to my wife about this last night. I am jacked, like literally jacked up for just the the trade show season this year. Oh, I cannot man. wait. The, the 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 energy that is going to be at Blaine, the energy that's going to be at the St. Paul show, the energy that's going to be at all the stuff is going to be just the Duluth, the, the Fargo, the all of it. Name all of them. They're just going to be amazing, and I cannot wait. And I and I also just. Selfishly, I'm excited because we just hired uh, today. Actually, uh, he gave his notice. I got a I got a young uh, man who take took our product at, through the local college here and uh, sold it as part of his program, as part of like uh, an education program. Uh, we hired. I hired him. He's he's coming on board in two weeks, and he's going to be able to help manage those trade show booths and do a lot of that that heavy lifting. He's an incredible kid, 21, uh, just like. Thirsty for like just seeing the world and doing the stuff, and I'm gonna be able to then step away from that booth and meet more people just like mm-hmm. you, and be able to tap into that community and be able to learn and understand and listen and 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 figure out what we can do to serve the the thing. And I I I'm I am literally jacked up uh for for that particular
0: season to happen and and see where it goes. And we'll have to make sure that you're part of the, the our virtual ice show we did last year. It was Wildly successful, I'm sure, because of COVID. The St. Mm-hmm. Paul Ice Fishing Show didn't oh, yeah. happen, and yeah. the Blaine Hard Water yeah, didn't yeah, you were in the stuff. you were
2: in the fish house, right? I watched it. You were in the fish house, weren't you? Yeah, well, well Dude, Doug's or, basement. Of okay, it looked outdoors. like a fish yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. in yep. Doug's basement. Yeah, yep. I remember watching. You brought people in, and they mm-hmm. were yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I yeah. saw. I watched. I watched yeah, it. You that need to be
0: a, part of that for sure. We That was huge. We're going to do it earlier because they're going to have an actual ice fishing show. So I think we push it into October. We're going to do the virtual ice fishing. I love ice it. Ice fishing. Virtual ice fishing show for that. Yeah. It was blew our minds. Like it exceeded our expectations of what we thought it was going to do and so <sighs> Man, you just uh, kind
2: of like rattled my cage a little bit. I remember watching that and I remember you all sitting there. So that was in his basement, huh? Mhm. It looked yeah, like it was, was like studio. a yeti almost
0: like Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, it's a small little corner. He's moved into his, bit, He cleaned you know. out a bigger part of his basement now and actually set like a more of a even more legit studio like doug does a good job smack on outdoors podcast everybody check it out absolutely um yeah he does a really good job and he goes live every tuesday on facebook um yeah he's got a he's got a good product for sure yeah um but yeah we him and patrick from the lone angler we all kind of collaborated on this and we started brainstorming on it we're like Hey, let's throw this thing on. Let's see if people want to be a part of it, and we were blown away by how many people. were Like, yep, we're in. We're in. Yep, we're in. Yeah. Yep, we're. In. Well, that's the only outlet they had. Yeah, you know? yeah. It'd be interesting to see how it how it is. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, same hopefully, thing. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be. It. I think it's gonna be really good. Um, I think it's be as big, if not bigger, uh, this year for sure. Um, but yeah, we just have to wait and see. Awesome man, I yeah, love it. No, that's
2: cool it. man, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, the sentiment on the, the localness. I mean, my, my partner lives in Finlandson, felt by Moose Lake. Mm-hmm. We got a facility up there, we do a bunch of stuff with, and you know, we got to figure out how we're going to scale. Because, okay, uh, one of the things that shocked me is you brought up the note, uh, man, everybody's like, man, this note that's cool, man. Somebody sent me a freaking note, and I'm like, that's like my i'm just so thankful i'm just like i can't believe that so well, you know, i cannot wait to see you crushing but it on the water that's why it's impactful
0: know? though yeah. that's why it's impactful you can buy a pair of oakley's and costas yeah. or whatever you don't get a note
2: i'm just like how do we we got to make sure that we scale that right so i had this conversation literally today uh with uh, my manufacturing group and i was like all right right now you know they'll come through here and they do the thing and i mean literally you can walk 200 feet away from where we are right now and you would see our entire inventory that we have, um, because it's in my office. Uh, <laughs> and you know, which doubles as a guest room. Yeah. And, but I'm like, you know, if we're going to do this in, in a special way, uh, we, then we, we're going to scale. Right. So, but there are these things that I've learned that are important that sometimes I, I take for granted, like my pure, just thankfulness, to the note and how people are responding to that it's it's dale it's one of the top five things people will say in one order or another the optics are incredible uh the quality is insane the i can see unbelievable thank you for the note and i'm like (laughs) it's there yeah what the flip why does that even (laughs) matter and so i'm like well we got to figure out how to do that so we're going to figure it out and somehow we'll do that but um it's important i'm telling i'll
0: i'll just yeah. telling you it's important yeah. I don't I mean, want to be gotta I don't want to keep that
2: yeah. we're gonna we're gonna figure it out um, we will figure it out that will be uh until somebody uh, uh until I die or something happen I mean I that is is it's become kind of a monarch of the uh, mm-hmm. you know, a marquee of what we've been talking it's for about. sure gonna
0: separate you yeah from
2: how do we from do that when we're a hundred million dollar brand the thank you note still comes got to do it Got to figure it out, right? It's got. It's, so. you just. One, Those are the things you, that keep me up at night. It's, it's that
0: discipline, th- that thing. Like if you make it. Here's a weird analogy. You know, a lot, of, and I'm guilty of this. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I didn't get to this. I didn't have time." Well, it wasn't that important to you? Mm-hmm. If it was that important to you, you would have made time. Mm-hmm. You would have sacrificed something else. What did you? Did you? Did you have a half hour where you were scrolling yep. on Facebook? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I wasted time. I was on TikTok for about 45 minutes. Well, don't tell me you didn't have time then. That's right.
2: And what I think about is how can I create a team around me that is able to do the things that 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 will allow me the opportunity to still – Like, how great would it be that every day my job is to just write thank you notes? That's Pretty cool. That's what I, cool. do. That's what I cool do all job. day. But why can I do that? Are you hiring? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna be like Jimmy Fallon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but I mean it. Like in a sense of like, those are the things I think about. Like, okay, so. You tap in what I say emotion, right that's the driver to commerce it's It's that thing that's what gives us ability to keep the lights on that's what gives us ability mm-hmm. to create employment that's what gives us the ability to grow It's the emotion so if so you're getting a little bit into my brain a little bit so if emotion is the thing then and and part of that emotion is a simple thank you card from me. well then, how do I make sure that sales is taken care of that the science is taken care of that the community connections are taken care of that the trade all that stuff is taken care of by a group of people that you can entrust to do those things, right, like a Matthew, like an Elise, like a Sean, like a, the, the team that we have that's un- – dude, I have an unbelievable team. These people, I hope someday they can hear this because you guys are amazing. Uh, they are incredible. But how do we scale that? How do we scale empowerment? How do we scale innovation? How do we scale creativity so that my dumbass can sit down and try to figure out how to spell thank you? <laughs> right, like that's that's what it, it comes down yeah. to, right?
0: Yeah. Um And that's yeah. the
2: stuff that I think about, and hopefully we'll be yeah. able to do it. So that's cool.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other personal aspect of it, because uh, we can't go too terribly late. <laughs> yeah. It's already late. We. Yeah. Um, but I want to bring this up. And this will be a first for the Full Scale Outdoors <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're gonna have some live music because mm-hmm. Adam is not not part of one band, but two <laughs> bands. And uh, he's been gracious enough to let me crash his jam sessions here, where they're getting ready with his uh, cover band, Loose Gravel, yeah. which is going to be playing in Rice, Minnesota. Yeah, June 26th. We're June playing. 26th. So
2: Rice, uh, Minnesota has a fireworks display. The community actually puts together. They work with the community. They get uh, with the um, uh, the legislation or whatever the government to get the community. They buy like, dude tens of thousands of dollars wow. of fireworks it's unbelievable and uh the the one of the the guys there uh, the families of the guy and gail the, the husband and wife they um have a huge party everybody has a big party it's a big party and we um play music uh for them <laughs> That's it's, it's, it's so yeah. awesome and they've got like boats everywhere on the river and they do the fireworks june 26 come to the river in rice and listen to loose gravel
0: yeah do it yeah. i might crash the party we'll see you're gonna be I, there It's gonna <laughs> no, happen. i think i'm gonna be yeah. there yeah you crash the party because you freaking sing
2: like a well like
0: I accidentally it's funny i tell people i'm like i don't know i don't know if i'm in this banner i'm like you're, i might gonna yeah. accidentally joined a band i, don't, I didn't really mean <laughs> to you know we first met you know i reached out to you um for a potential sponsorship of the podcast yeah which that's hopefully still in the works we'll yeah, see yeah um but you're like hey we're jamming out come on out i'm like hell yeah dude i'm in you know I, I found i didn't know you're in a band i found common yeah. ground. was like i was in a cover band for like 11 12 years and, and loved it and just got out of it uh, because i realized that my passion for the outdoors was bigger than my passion for being yeah. in the cover band and, and yeah. the two things like we actually were starting to gig more and it seemed like we were busiest in the fall and i'm like this is some bullshit mm-hmm. like <laughs> like i'm closing down bars and i'm packing out and it's three o'clock before i leave and then yeah, i gotta anything. be up in well about an hour and a half to yeah, go yeah, set yeah. decoys in a field yeah. like uh, which was fine early on but the yeah. older i got the harder it <laughs> more difficult yeah. it became and i eventually had to make a decision and that decision was pretty easy um but now, you've kind of infiltrated the live music bug back into me. And I, I appreciate you letting me come out here and jam with you guys and yeah. and uh, sing some harmonies on your on <laughs> songs and stuff like that. Dude, it's, it's, fun. it's
2: fun. Yeah, The band enjoys having you around. And it's funny how, uh, you know, we talked about the – the, the Facebook and the social media and, and the negatives and we also talked about the positives and that's one of the positives, right? I mean, all that whole thing starts from that and then we have a conversation and we're just like bullshit and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in a couple bands and you're like, oh, oh, this thing is my thing and I'm like, well, <laughs> get your ass up here and come sing it <laughs> yeah. and I was like, yeah, I've heard that story before. Yeah, right. And, and then I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll just sit back over here because I'm not very good. <laughs> That's and, not true at all. Yeah, I'm That's not very not good. That's not true at and all. And I'm like, we'll just let you do your thing. And, and, and my drummer, who is not a big country, like – your your range is incredible, so I don't want to pin you to something, but like, country music's got to be your sweet spot. That's right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one. So of the, so the sure. drummer, 100%. the drummer wants to start a band that's a an '80s hair band, like that's his thing. Like he would love to do, he would love for Loose Gravel to be an '80s hair band, <laughs> right? I can't and fault I'm like, him for that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's great, but I am not going to be able to do any of the the vocals of the stuff. And then you come in and you're like, the, 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 like after the second week, he's like. You make me want to play country. I was like, "Hey, a hole! I've been with you for five years. You know what I mean? And I got Willie Nelson down, buddy. You know, Dale shows up for two weeks, and now you want to start a country band? What the hell?" Um,
3: Uh,
0: Yeah, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, uh, but it's yeah, for sure. Country is kind of like my—that's my jam. Although I love everything. Like, what do we do tonight? What are the two songs we just like? fucked off and busted out one of those crazy train well uh, yeah because i was a like, child of mine yeah I,
2: i'm like i got a, a hair in my ass and i'm just like oh the board and like ah, ha, ha. And all of a sudden, the guitar player starts doing his guitar lick and i'm like what is going on we we're in so i'm like trying to find google like you know crazy train uh, chords and we Dude, it might have been an aura in this room, but it was like Crush City. Listen, I've heard was, way worse. It was incredible. And then he's like, "Well, what we do you could, think about Guns N' Roses? We could have
0: played out either one of those uh, <laughs> legitimately with the drunk enough crowd, and they wouldn't have cared. You're not passed out. You're not drunk enough yet. You're I told passed. you this you know, when we first started talking. Like, Here's what I've learned as a cover band. And, and the band that I was part of, like, we busted our ass to like sound like the record yeah like we we were good like i throw all humility aside like we were good like we we didn't even gig out for the longest time until we thought we had the right product like we were tight we were a tight group sounded good uh the talent level in that and the band was like just unreal um Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Unless you have – maybe you have a handful of musicians yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. They're going to yeah. acknowledge it. That's right. But 95, if not more, percent of the people in that bar that are just up at Breezy Point or up wherever, yeah. getting drunk and having a good time, they want to hear all the songs you don't want to play Yeah. that every cover band plays. And there's a reason for that because that's the songs people want to hear. Yeah. And they don't care how good it is. I've heard some, honestly, atrociously bad bands yeah. play to a packed dance floor. Yeah, the vast majority of people don't give a shit about the quality. Yeah. They want to hear Jesse's girl. That's yeah. Not, yeah. They just yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Brown eyed girl. If whatever. I don't, yeah. They, if I don't hear Mustang they don't, Mustang, Sally, they don't give gonna, a shit. Yeah, they right. want They want to hear their favorite songs. They don't care about the quality because honestly, I don't even know how well they can hear it because they're singing at the top of their lungs right. with all their drunk friends and everything else. Um, it's more important just like give them what they want, mm-hmm. have a good time, emote that like party feeling, throw the charisma at them, yeah. and you're gonna yeah you'll you'll be successful. Yeah, that's what I've learned.
2: Well, we're having fun with it, and and it's been a it's been an interesting journey um but it's been it's been incredible this room that we're in uh i don't know if i've shared this with you but this west side of the room this wall right here that's west side you see the chimney that's there this used to be connected to the house yeah, that, me that we live over there now and um then they added this on and they built this little it's 12 by 14 or whatever it is 14 by 14 and it um uh, this is where they lived. And then they, my great-grandfather uh, built the house that we ended up ultimately buying from my grandparents. And they lived in here while they built that. And then when I was a kid, this was a shop. So this was all sticks and stone. It was like literally broken up concrete, and they had like, you know, stone, uh, stick you know, walls or whatever. And I uh, bring it all up to say we tore it all out. It was, I mean, dude, every, every – Fastenal couldn't make the things. That were inside this building. Like, it was. you could find anything you wanted in this building. And um, welding tables and and, and whatever. And uh, anyways, we buy the place. And it was just empty. And we gutted it all out. My dad is the most amazing human. And he, like, helped me fix this all up. And we insulated it all. And we did a thing. And dad's like, what are you going to do with this? I said, I don't know, dad. I said, I had a band in San Diego, California. And I was like, you know. I feel like if, it's a stupid, man, this is, like, one of those dumb things, but, like, it was, like, feel the dreams bullshit, and I was, like, if we, literally, if I build this, I really think that um, I can feel it with music, I really do, and he's, like, alright, whatever, he just kind of followed along or whatever, and here we are, and we've had, so I always have people, like, Muzzle's been in here, um, uh, uh, obviously, all the things that we do are in our speedway. You know, This like there's been like all these different people that come in, and I have like lyrics that are important to people all over the board, and we got it. it it's done exactly what I thought it would be. It was just something we built on a on a winger. We didn't have a. I didn't no, have a I gotta
0: bring a pen the next time. A sharpie, and I'm gonna add something. Yeah, no. Never, never trust a big button a smile. That, a <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a
2: <laughs> lot of funny stuff. Like one of these, the cupboard is empty. We really need food. It's by the the band Bush uh, in the song Little Things. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so we have these funny things like Merle Haggard, if someone ever told you I gave a damn.
0: Well, damn, sure, darn, told you damn sure told you wrong. Damn sure told you wrong. Well, yeah, so you're uh, –
3: nice. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Uh, so, the, we talked about Loose Gravel, that's your cover band, yeah. but you're actually, uh, you have an original, like, yeah, uh, yeah. where you write music. And I do, do I've got probably deal?
2: 25, 30 songs that I've written, and, and I would say it's probably in that Americana space, you know, singer-songwriter uh, kind of thing, and, and uh, it's been really fun to take, you know, these things that, that I've written, these ideas, this stuff, This stu- uh, oftentimes it's stuff that's real life, uh, sometimes there's some stories that are in there. And then to build the band, and uh, this week actually, next week, my wife is leaving uh, on a girls trip. So I'm like, "All right, we got the compound. Let's go." <laughs> the compound. That, tra- that Traeger is going to be God, hot I'm the entire weekend. I'm so uh, Music's going to be going on. We're going to be shooting guns. We're gonna. God, we damn might it. jump in the boat and go catch some fish, and we'll do a fish fry. Who knows what the week's gonna what's going to happen? But I've already organized with my uh, my parents. They're amazing, and they're this like. Yeah, we'll take the kids, you know, whatever. And so the band's gonna come and go. We're gonna try to record uh, some of the 200 feet away stuff. Uh, and 200
0: uh, feet away is the name of your band.
2: 200 feet away is the name of the band. It's kind of a funny story. So I had made the the band a name. I had created the Facebook page, so you can go like 200 feet away or whatever, and this bit. But I did it. <laughs> I did right, it. I did it in the house, uh, and then I walked over here and I went to sure. register, and it said I was 200 feet away. I was like. Son, that's the name of the band. It's gonna be 200 feet away because isn't that Lifedale? Like, you always just like, no matter where you are, you're always like, I can see where I want to go, but I'm not quite there 200 feet away. So it's kind of a weird sort of thing, but oh, I, I did already like it. All right, yeah, okay, sure. cool.
0: My friends give me shit because they're like, yeah,
2: it's actually 195 and a half.
0: <laughs> well, that doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. All right, well, hit us. This is the so first, gonna- this is the full scale outdoors podcast first. What do we want to do? Some live music. Hey, whatever uh, you want to do.
2: Uh, is this coming through? Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do a song. I think so. I can Hold hear that. it. Or I can do. I can turn the guitar up a little bit. All right. Let's try. This is a song. I wasn't going to do this one. I was going to do a different one. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's see. This song here, there's, a, there's an artist named John Prine. And I was sitting thinking about John Prine. He just recently died of COVID, actually. And... Um, But I had wrote this song, it's called Songs of Illinois, and uh, I remember driving through the state, headed down to get my brother in Texas, Uh, we were in Missouri on uh, a road, uh, County Road 69, Um, and anyway, so this song's called Songs from Illinois.
1: Hold on here, let me get this thing straight so I can hear my... by the dogs singing songs from Illinois. Time will tell them your decisions the good the bad the life's incisions. Nothing left for us to sing about. Nothing left for us to compromise. Leave it on the ground it'll mess. an 81 and a 65, I'm headed south on 69. Bald eagles in a fighter jet, that's a sign of freedom that you better not forget. Nothing left for us to sing about. Nothing left for us to compromise. Leave it on the ground, it'll miss. time.
0: good. He's really good. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to you got to get me like I need a recording of your song so I can I can work up some harmonies.
2: Absolutely, man. I would love to have you I'll, lay some I'll, harmonies. I'll, down. I'll come I'll come record. Well, that's part of what we want to do with these with these uh with these songs is we want to lay them down. We got like I said we have got like, you know, 25 30 songs and you know, uh it's so interesting. You play the songs I played. I wrote all the stuff on acoustic and I think they support themselves on acoustic. And then you hear it with the band and you're like, "Oh,
0: God, I can't play that song with the acoustic anymore because <laughs> I, <'cause laughs> yeah, I don't get yeah. that kick-ass yeah. guitar lead yeah. or you know. Well, I mean, but I play. think you know certain songs. I think I, I guess I'd have to hear that one with the full band to see if I like it. Yeah. More or less, but there are some songs. Yeah. That to fully portray the emotion, get the story out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's the kiss method. You know, yep. keep it simple. A hundred percent. You know? it's like that. A percent. Just. That, that guitar and that's something I, I've, I've shared with you. It's like a struggle I've had is like I can play guitar a little bit and mm-hmm. I mean a little bit. Nothing I would ever want to play in front of anybody. Um. Goes back to that time thing that we talked about. Yeah. Like if it was a big enough thing to me, I yeah. would make time yeah to play it and learn it yeah and i just haven't made time to yeah. I, I wish it was a matrix thing i wish i was like <laughs> plug it in let me learn guitar <laughs> you're like Ooh, yeah. oh yeah i can play yeah. guitar now sweet that was nice Um, uh, but it's something i would would like to do it uh man maybe this little uh this whole thing this this new little i hope uh, it's the thing that kicks it in connection you, might 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 kick me in the ass to well, I think you to need to pick it nice, up just to play some rhythm guitar if you if you ever need it.
2: I think you need uh-huh. to get yourself a Taylor eight uh, fourteen ce. That would be my. What's that gonna set me
0: back? I gotta buy I gotta buy another pair of relevant sunglasses. I don't. It's a lot more. Know than if a I pair can afford it. it. Yeah, just throw it in. See, I like to buy things under the context of other stuff. Like when we
2: built the deck, I like
0: bought like a boat. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a deck. It's <laughs> 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 yeah. An expensive deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no, because I'm going to have to get some uh, – I'm going to have to try – I really want to try the red lens. I didn't – red lenses, I'm going to be honest with you, were not in my uh, – yeah. w- wasn't on my radar. Yeah. But now that you mentioned that and I'm thinking of that, like, brown, that yeah. tannic stained water, I'm like, yeah. that actually makes sense. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. I'm going to have to get – and so we go up there, like, middle of July. So I'm going to have to order a pair of those sooner than later. That <laughs> son of a –
2: Son of a gun. Look at
0: that. Gotta adjust my budget now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're totally worth it. Yeah. For sure. Uh yeah. that was awesome, dude. and thanks, uh, man. uh Thank thanks you. again for letting me come out here and, and jam out with you guys. It, yeah. it definitely gets to scratch my uh scratch the itch Performance itch. Yeah. Uh and man, I am more than happy to sit in the shadows and just sing harmony. You know? Well, we're, like, we're looking forward it.
2: to We want you there in Rice. Y'all need to come and check it out. It, it Dude.
0: Yeah, everybody's listening right now. If you have the ability, what's the date again? It's, it's June 26th. June 26th. Yeah. Coming out the Rice. I'm going to be there. It's I'm on the river. On you account. can't. It's yeah. the river
2: fireworks. Uh, DM us. I mean, it's, dude, yeah. it is we'll a be pl- out it's there. a thing let's, you don't want to miss. Let's
0: make a big crowd. Yeah. Let's, let's get a bunch of people out there. Yeah. Sport local community. Sport uh, local live music. Yeah. That's super huge. Pretty passionate about that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be on stage. Cool, in the man. shadows. <laughs> in the shadows. Yeah uh, So how you... can people just yeah. R L V N T on uh Facebook? Instagram. Yeah, it's
2: R L V N T dot life.
0: Dot life.
2: Yeah, so you want to get that dot life in there. But uh yeah, it's re- think of the word relevant. That's that is the word phonetically. Um and there i couldn't remember where the vowels went went, so I was like, uh oh, E and A. I'm kinda where the freak forget it I was going to ask I'm gonna, I am going to ask the, vowels, the background of how you came yeah. up with
0: that name but I'm not going to because I feel like that's just going to open another no, hour no. of conversation no, no I just,
2: I'll take it very simple I'll make it simple it was we, th- we do believe very strongly we talked early early in this about the relevancy and being relevant and doing the thing so that relevant word was being brought up and then and it was like well can we do it like a cooler way so we just got rid of the vowels so it was like relevant and then we then we started thinking well could we Play with the the acronym of it, so we actually have an acronym for it, which which actually became so that was tertiary, and then it actually got eliminated kind of because of we started to think about beyond the thing. So it the acronym, which was after we realized relevant, after we realized you know the bit right, was solving real life vision needs with technology. Well, look at that! Holy shit! So that was relevant. So that what relevant was. Solving real-life vision needs with technology. But then we started to quickly realize uh, that, huh, there's some opportunity to enhance relevancy uh, or create relevancy without it just being optical. Because I I start thinking about how we can take the power of understanding of light and think about uh, electronics. Think about, you know, um, just uh, lures think about lots of different things and and we've got some pretty interesting technologies that are out there i mean you can think of a pretty fun world where you're working your vexlar and or your hummingbird or whatever and you don't have to look at your sonar because it's all scat it's all scanned onto your optics
0: oh right i'm an idea guy Right. I don't know how to put any of this. The, what you're yeah. talking about, I'm, we'll I'm talk off air. Yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, NDAs I, I, for everybody. I, I, yeah, I promise. <laughs> I've had. I think we're on the same page here, and I've had. I had this idea like a long time ago. I have witnesses. Uh, yeah, so I, I think we we're going with that. Is. I think we're on the same page with, with yeah. all that. I think I just need to be on your R&D team. you got
2: to be on the R&D team. <laughs> uh, except I'm
0: an ideas guy. I don't know how to put any of this shit into yeah. application, yeah. but I can come up with some kick-ass ideas.
2: Yeah. Well, but here's the deal. I, I talk to my team a lot about, look, we have got to move by the speed of idea. That's what I tell people. That's how I tell my team. Because, you know, well, we're gonna, we, it don't matter. Speed of ideas. Beca- and those ideas aren't always going to be right. And those ideas are going to be clumsy and those ideas are going to fall apart. But can we move by the speed of ideas? Because if we can move by the speed of ideas, then we are going to be ahead of the thing. And then, you know, people are going to be catching up and we're going to be like, that was dumb. We're going to do something different and we're going to do it. And it's going to be expensive and it's going to be wrong and it's going to be clumsy and it's going to be hard and painful and a lot of work that we didn't need to do because we realized it sucked. Um, But let's move by the speed of ideas um and so we're creating infrastructures and stuff to be able to try to accomplish that but um so i'm all about ideas man my team gets really frustrated with me because (laughs) because i don't know if you ever studied the enneagram there's a whole study about Uh, the enneagram (laughs) and it's about behavioral traits and it's a scale of one to nine and if you're a one you're a perfectionist if you're a two-year helper if you're a three-year doer if you're a four-year blah blah blah, you go through the bit i'm a seven I'm a visionary. Oh, that I you know, bet I of, fall, I bet I'm in probably the same. Falling yeah, seven. I bet I bet I'm right there so with you. So what you need to do is you need to surround yourself with 3s and 8s cuz these are the doers. These are the people that go, "All right, I, you know, you vision cast, I'll go do. I don't do that well. You don't do this well." Let's do the bit. Yeah. So I'm surrounding uh, I myself. Need, with I threes need threes
0: and eights. And I'm gonna go out there and look for threes it. and eights. That's it, man. it sounds like it's like my playing my, cards. <laughs> it, sounds, yeah, it sounds more like my dating. Is like I, <laughs> I go for eights and I end up leaving with threes. I don't know. <laughs> That's the funniest damn thing I've ever heard. Oh my god! And yet you end up with a ten. Uh, and I got the, yeah, I got a dime piece. So you yeah. know, yeah, whatever. Um, oh my God! Right. Well, that's, that's, a, a, that's a that's, great, a way place end end that's right a great place to end it. That's a great place to end it. My God, if you guys Adam. are sticking around that long, you guys. Adam, to I appreciate it. This yeah. has been great. Uh, I look forward to uh, just hanging out, with you guys jamming out, Absolutely, and uh, seeing man. and watching where Relevant takes off. You guys are on a rocket ship. Thank you, going straight up, and I support yeah. you all the way. So. All right, man, I appreciate that. Cool. you bet. Awesome, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Thank you.